You're listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. To find out more about the Whole Vineyard Church, go to wholevineyard.co.uk. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Top Shelf. Give me a wave. So good to see so many of you here. Welcome. Welcome to September. We had a good summer. It's been a great summer, hasn't it? But how many of you know the best is yet to come? The best is yet to come. I'm excited for all that God is going to do amongst us in our lives and in our church and in our city. Um, Put your hands up if you've ever been to the deep. I go every other week because I have a two-year-old. She gets him free and I've bought a yearly pass. Um, It feels expensive the first time that you pay, but then after 25 trips, I feel like you're getting your money's worth out of it. And, um, but it's funny, my, my daughter and I, Ivy, we went to the deep on uh, Friday and uh, we had a, a, an absolutely wonderful time. And if you've not been, it's the kind of, it's, it's like an, a, an aquarium that undersells it. It's huge. And they have turtles and sharks. And my personal favorite is swordfish, absolutely enormous. And jelly, like you name it, they've got it. Um, and uh, she absolutely loves it. But do you know what Ivy's favorite bit of the deep is? No. No, because we don't buy food there. I take a packed lunch. Because the tickets cost me £19.95. So her favorite part is the gift shop on the way out. The gift shop on the way out. Because you wouldn't believe the amount of toys they have of every kind of animal. It's unbelievable. And I was... Reflecting on this over the weekend, thinking, what is it about the gift shop that she loves so much? And I think it's because she's not content with just looking. She wants something in her hands. She wants to play. She wants to feel. She wants to see up close and personal these things. And I felt the Lord speak to my heart about this. In that actually at the, the heart of humanity and the heart of every single one of us here is that we long not just to watch what God's doing, but to play our part in it. John Wimber, the founder of the vineyard, famously said, everyone gets to play. What does he mean by that? He means everyone gets to do the Jesus stuff. Everyone gets to see people experiencing freedom and hope. Everyone gets to play their part in feeding the hungry and making a difference. Everyone becomes a conduit through which the power and the presence of God gets to break into our broken reality. Every one of us gets to play. Every one of us gets to see people in our world come to faith. And this is really what we are going to be talking about over the next six weeks. Today, I've written a message called Come and See. It's a little bit different for the first half or so. I'm going to be sharing a bit of vision about where we're going as a church. Then we'll open up our Bibles and see Jesus putting it into practice. But beginning here and really unfolding over the next six weeks or so, as a church, we're going on a journey. We're going on an adventure And the end goal is that we would become the kind of people who would lead others in our world to Jesus. Does that excite you? Does that terrify you? If it does, that's okay. We are going on this journey together. Now, how many of you know that God's strategy for our city to be transformed and every heart invited home is you and me? Do you realize that? Ordinary people 
captivated by an extraordinary God, sons and daughters, knowing who we are and whose we are, aware of the authority that we carry, the mandate that we've been given, the power that lives in us through a faithful presence in our community, through simple steps of obedience, through sharing Jesus and showing Jesus, through gossiping the gospel over the garden fence, over food, with friends, with strangers. We want to become people, don't we, that change the world. We want to become people who make a difference. We want to be the kind of people who invite others to come and meet Jesus. And so our focal point really over the next term, at the end of the six weeks, I'm thrilled to announce is that we are running a whole church alpha course. Get excited. It's probably not that much of a surprise considering all the banners, but we are so excited. On Thursday, the 12th of October, we've got a slide that's going to be coming up in a sec. On Thursday, the 12th of October, this place will be transformed and we are running an alpha launch party. It's going to be full of guests, hungry hearts, people exploring faith, asking questions, having a phenomenal time. Many of you will know that we've spent the last, much of the last year camped in the Gospels, haven't we? Unpacking what it looks like to live like Jesus on mission. To be a church that exists beyond the walls of our building, going after those that are far away and partnering with God to see citywide renewal and restoration. Alpha is an amazing tool to make that vision a reality. Alpha will move us from theory to practice. Alpha will help us play. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Alpha, let me unpack it a little bit and what it's going to look like. Alpha is basically space to ask life's big questions. It's a course. It's an ABC guide to Christianity. It's aimed at people that don't go to church, who are new to faith, who've never even thought about God, who've got questions and want to explore it's the perfect opportunity for you to invite your friends and your neighbors and your family members, even random people you bump into on the street. And they get to come and ask the big questions of life in a fun and relaxed and informal environment. So the launch now we need to put in your diaries is Thursday the 12th of October, 7.30 p.m. And we're going to have a party. We have got world-renowned Comedy magician Steve Legg coming to perform a comedy act. Um, by all accounts, he's phenomenal. Bear Grylls says he's incredible. Bear Grylls, that's high praise. We'll have live music. We'll have great, delicious food. And then there'll be a short talk inviting everyone there to actually try Alpha and go on a six-week journey exploring the meaning of life. Then the course begins the week after the launch. And at the course, we sit around tables, we eat great food together, we watch a brilliant short film on a topic such as who is Jesus, or how can we have faith in our world today? And then essentially, we create space for people to discuss, to ask their questions, to share their doubts, to wrestle, no judgment, no strings attached. We are praying and we are believing to fill this church with people who are searching, who don't know Jesus. A hundred plus guests searching for the meaning of life. I'm personally believing that through this Alpha course, there'll be dozens and dozens of people 
who would make decisions for Christ and become disciples of Christ. Whole households who for generations have been caught in cycles of addiction and, and hopelessness and brokenness and lostness come to this space that we create and find Jesus, the one that can turn it all around for them. This is so exciting. It is a big moment and we cannot wait to see what God wants to do. And so we would love it if you would get involved, every single one of us, to play our part in what God is going to do. So how can you be part of Alpha? Well, firstly, we would love it if you would pray. Is that okay? We would love it if you would pray. Over summer, we've been talking a lot about prayer, haven't we? We've been spending time in the Lord's Prayer, exploring what it means to become a people who pray. Nilu preached last week on how do we put prayer into practice, and it was phenomenal. If you've not listened, head to our website, uh, wherever you find your podcasts, and have a listen. But prayer is so important, because how many of you know that without prayer without connection to God, without communication with God, we've got nothing. Our energy will be wasted. Our efforts misaligned. Our focus will drift without prayer. Without prayer, our best ideas and our greatest strategies will come to nothing. But let me say this, when we pray, everything changes. Amen? When we pray, the impossible, the impossible becomes normal. When we pray, lives change and miracles happen and strongholds fall. When we pray, the kingdom of God comes into our broken world. Prayer prepares the soil of people's hearts. Prayer empowers the people of God to go. Prayer demolishes spiritual strongholds. When we pray, blind eyes open, households come to faith, cities are transformed. When we pray, things happen. Just last week, I think, um, midweek last week, I was outside Lidl, and there was a man out there begging for money. And I said, I, I, can't, I, I can't give you money, but let me buy you something. And he said, great, I'd like, uh, he asked for something. So I went to Lidl, came outside, felt the Holy Spirit nudge me. I want you to pray for this guy. So I said, come here, stand up, let's pray together. Uh, would you let me pray for you? And he said, yeah, I'd love that. So we both just stopped bustling, people walking all around, and I just put my hand on his shoulder and just prayed the presence of God and the peace of God. He just had his eyes closed, just receiving. I don't know what was going on in that moment. I don't know how much of a faith this guy had, but he was just encountering the presence of God. I said, amen. And then he goes, now, can I pray for you? <laughs> and I go, sorry, what? <laughs> Can't really say no. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, what a turn of events. So I said, yes, please, that would be wonderful. I would love that. So then I closed my eyes, and he prayed just a stunning prayer, just a beautiful prayer. And um, I don't know what the point of the story is, except to say prayer is powerful. And prayer does things that we don't really understand. And it was such an amazing moment. I got to share the Lord with him and invite him to church. And um, prayer is powerful. So church, would you pray for Alpha? Would you pray? Let's cover it in prayer even now. In particular, I would love you guys, we want to encourage you to prayerfully consider who you could invite along to Alpha and begin to pray for them now. Now, on your seats are some little cards. Would you find that? I want you to take it in your hands. 
Over the next six weeks, we'll be giving everyone lots of different ways and tools to equip you to play your part in this. And these are prayer cards. It's a tool in your hand. What we, there's pens as well, and those are free pens. You are more than welcome to take them home. <laughs> what we would love you to do, not necessarily now, although if the Lord brings people to mind, feel free. But over the next 24 hours, we would love you to pray and then write three names of people in your world that you sense God might be asking you to invite to Alpha. And then write those three names down on the inside of the card. And we're going to take the next three weeks, the next 21 days, as a church to pray for these people that they would come to Alpha and come to faith. We're going to pray that the soil of their hearts would be softened and open to an invite, that they would be ready to explore. And to remind us, um, we're going to invite you to set an alarm every day at 11.02 a.m., 11.02 11.02 a.m. or p.m., depends if you're an early or late bird. 11.02 a.m., set an alarm, and that will remind you to pray. And uh, we're going to pray. Let me remind you what Luke 11.02 says. This is going to be the anchor verse. Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Let your kingdom come. Luke 11.02, that's what we're praying, that God's kingdom would come. And so write three names down, set an alarm, and over the next 21 days, we are going to be praying. Now, I want to suggest that these cards are more than reminders. These cards are a space that we're making to mark miracles. So I'm believing there are going to be names on your cards that are going to come to faith. And when they come to faith, we'll be able to stand and say, we have been praying for you. We have been praying that you would come to know Jesus, and here you are making a decision for Christ. This is how we mark miracles. We're going to have cards with over a thousand names on it, and we're so excited. Prayer is powerful. I wonder if you've heard the story of the famous American evangelist D.L. Moody, who prayed daily for a hundred of his friends to come to Christ. And during his life, as he was sharing and witnessing, he prayed for these 100 friends. And during his life, 96 of them came to Christ. And then at his funeral, the final four did. Stunning. Now, I know what you're thinking. Who has 100 friends? That's what I thought. But still, the point is we must pray. So please pray. That's the first way you can get involved. The second way you can get involved is to invite Invite people. How many of you know that we don't just pray, right? We don't just sit on the sidelines. Christianity is not a spectator sport, but we, our job is to pray and go, and go and pray. And as a church, we exist to move beyond the walls of our building, to enter into people's stories that are far away and say, hey, I've met this guy called Jesus. Would you like to come and see? And we get to invite people home to explore, to ask questions, to try church out. And by running Alpha, guys, what we're trying to do as a church is we're trying our best to equip you to be the kind of people who introduce others to Jesus. Church, there are so many people in our city, in our world, God-prepared people who are ready, who are waiting for someone to say, hey, come and see. As we pray and as we invite, many, many people are going to say, do you know what? Yeah, I'll come. I'll come and check it out. My life is not working out as I would have imagined. And maybe I will just 
try this. There's going to be many people who say yes. I got emailed um, just this week a, a prophetic word from a lady in our church. And I wanted to read it to you this morning. It says this, I'm sitting in David's tent, which is a a 24-hour worship conference that happened a couple of weekends ago. She writes this, I'm sitting in David's tent and we're praying for a revival. I was praying for Hull and for Alpha, and I saw an army of angels delivering invitations. I believe that God is saying we need to go and find those who have been invited. Don't feel like we're twisting people's arms for this. Golden envelopes have been delivered. I love that. Church, God is already about his business. There are people out there in our city who are ready. There are people that are actually not ready. Our job is not to persuade or cajole people. It's not to manufacture numbers or strong-arm people. Our job is to be obedient to the Lord, to pray and to invite. And maybe you're here and this whole inviting thing sounds a bit scary. Maybe you've never invited anyone to anything to do with church before. If that's you, that's okay. Perfect. Let's start here at Alpha. Now, we're going to be going viral on social media over the coming weeks and inviting our city that way. It's already on our website. You can book your tickets today. It's all free, of course. But the reality is that 95% of people are going to come to Alpha because someone in this room has invited them. Someone sent a WhatsApp message saying, hey, Here's the link. Do you want to come with me? Someone's handed a flyer through the next door's letterbox. Someone's just invited a family member who has been sat on the sidelines for a long time. And so here's the challenge for us as a church. Alpha is basically a numbers game. If someone's going to come to Alpha, they need to see the information and get an invite. And if we're going to find people ready to come on Alpha, we probably need to invite 10 people for every one person that decides to come. That's the reality of it. And our role is to pray and invite. We can't make people say yes. The pressure's not on us. Anyone, does that make anyone feel better? Brilliant. So the pressure is not on us. But I believe, and our challenge is to invite a thousand people as a community, a couple of people each. And if we do that, I believe that God will bring over 100 guests to our Alpha course and that many of them will come to know Jesus. So invite. Would you invite? Would you invite your friends? Would you pray? And would you invite people? And watch as God uses you. Tickets are live. You can scan the QR code. Do we like that? Yeah, well done, Ed. I was stressed when we were putting that, putting that up. It looks good, doesn't it? You can scan that QR code. There are flyers um, it, on the banner at the back, on all the tables, and at the, the welcome desk. You can head to our website, wholevineyard.co.uk. Couldn't be more obvious. Book your tickets and book your friends today. Book a whole table out in faith for the people that you're going to bring. Um, it's going to be brilliant. Now, finally, uh, before I just unpack a few things from the Bible, the final thing you can do to be involved and play your part in Alpha is to serve is to join the Alpha team. If you invited all of your friends, all four of them, and they all said no, that was a joke, by the way, and they all said no, you can still be involved in helping lead people to Jesus. We need a lot of people to make Alpha an incredible experience. And here here are some of the ways that you can get involved. Table leaders, cookery teams, welcome connect teams, car park teams, Michelin star service teams, 
set up and set down teams, intercessory prayer teams. We were going to have a boiler room of prayer rumbling throughout Alpha upstairs. While Alpha's happening down here, we're going to have a boiler room upstairs. You can play your part. So would you join the Alpha team? I think we've got a slide to show you how you can join. With a, there's a QR code. There we go. Join the Alpha team. Equally, you can head to our website and uh, our social media will tell you all the ways that you can get involved in serving on Alpha. I'm so excited. Are you guys excited? It's going to be awesome. My expectation is sky high. Cannot wait for the 12th. And we'll be giving you lots of more tips in the coming weeks. Now, if you've got a Bible, I want to just explore for a moment Jesus doing this before we pray. Would you turn your Bibles to John chapter 1? I want to share a simple idea from the life of Jesus that I will hope help us become people who invite our city home. John chapter 1, verses 33 to 35. The next day, again, John, John the Baptist, was standing with two of his disciples. He looked at Jesus as he walked by and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard John say this and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following. He said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And Jesus said to them, Come and see. So they came and they saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day for it was about the 10th hour. This is right at the start of Jesus' ministry, right at the start of the gospel of John. And let me set the scene. Jesus is walking around and he walks by John the Baptist, John the baptizer, his cousin. And John the Baptist is standing with some of his disciples. It wasn't just Jesus who had disciples. All the rabbis had disciples. And um, John the Baptist sees Jesus walking by and he says, he proclaims the reality of who this man Jesus is. And he says to his disciples, look, there is the Lamb of God. There is the promised one. There is the Messiah. There is God. He's, He's come to take away the sins of the world. Now John's disciples hear this. And what do they do? They leave John behind and they begin to go and follow Jesus. They move after Jesus. They are so attracted, compelled, intrigued by this man, Jesus, that they immediately leave John the Baptist to follow Jesus. Now, for a moment, I want to ask a wonder, speculate, how did John the Baptist feel in that moment? When, when his friends, his disciples, the people he had been investing in and spending his days with, immediately see another rabbi, this Jesus, and leave him. I wonder if he felt abandoned. I wonder if he felt disappointed or unappreciated or even insecure. Or maybe John the Baptist, which I think is the reality, John grasped the great reality of our lives. John the Baptist understood is that we exist to point people to Jesus. As a church, we exist to say to our city, to say to our friends and to our neighbors, hey, look, there is Jesus. That is our great privilege. And our ultimate call is to help people see Jesus, to say it's Jesus. He's the Lamb of God. What an honor that is to be called to do that, to point people in our world to Jesus. 
And in a nutshell, if you want to know what we're trying to do in this coming series and through Alpha and even through Christmas, it's basically saying to our city, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you see him? Look, he's walking by. The kingdom is within reaching distance and he's worth leaving everything for. So these two disciples leave John and they walk after Jesus. The text says Jesus turns and he sees them following. Jesus pays attention to those who are searching after him. He notices the hungry. He's present for those that are searching and he asks them a question. What does he ask them? What are you looking for? What are you searching for? His first words to these two men is a profound invitation for them to share the deep longings of their heart. And this is a question that Jesus asks every single one of us. This is a question that we are going to be asking people that are coming on Alpha, what are you searching for? Because the reality is everyone in our city is searching for something, searching for meaning, searching for purpose, searching for hope, searching for love, searching for affirmation or identity or affection, searching for joy, searching for satisfaction, searching for an antidote to the pain that they feel, something to fill the God-shaped hole in their life. Everyone is searching. And Jesus, in asking them, wait, what are you looking for? Invites these two guys to acknowledge that they're searching and set them off on a journey, an adventure to find the answer, which ultimately is him. Jesus is the end goal. He is the end goal of our lives, of our church, of our alpha. It is helping people meet Jesus. So then what did these two disciples say to Jesus? They said, where are you staying? Jesus, where are you staying? Jesus says, what are you looking for? And they say, where are you living? Now, this is far more than just small talk or tell me where you're living, Jesus. The word stay in this passage has been used before already, and it's translated as the word rest. In the original language, it speaks of a place called home or even the experience of feeling at home. The disciples are saying in this response, Jesus, where are you staying? They're saying, we're searching for home. They're saying we're searching for a place of belonging and connection. We long to know God. And yet for some reason, the puzzle pieces haven't quite come together. We're searching for something we cannot quite put our finger on, but we sense, Jesus, that you are the answer. Can we immerse ourselves in your life? Take us home. How did Jesus respond to them? He could have said, well, I live on number 20, Jerusalem Avenue. Turn right at the olive tree. But he doesn't. What does he say? He says, come and see. Come and see. Jesus invites them to enter into his life, to stay with him, to relationship and to friendship with him. He invites them to his home, to get to know him, to ask questions, to share life with him. How many of you know that life doesn't work out that well when we aren't walking closely and intimately with Jesus? How many of you know our evangelism won't work out that well unless we are walking closely and intimately with Jesus? We'll be striving and we'll be straining and we'll be struggling rather than walking in step with Jesus. 
with his easy yoke and his light burden. This invitation, come and see, is one that God is giving every single one of us in this room today. God is not a God who is far away. He's not aloof. He's not distant or dormant or dead. He's living and breathing. He's not afraid of our questions and he doesn't give easy answers. He simply offers himself. He says, come and see. Come and stay with me. Learn from me. Discover who I am and who I've made you to be. Jesus is the kind of God that spontaneously lets people around his house. Someone knocks at your door, says, hey, can I come in? I'm like spiraling. I'm like, you don't know what the inside of my house looks like. It's a mess. Anyone else? Jesus is like, come and hang. Come and see. You are welcome. He so deeply loves people. Jesus is a radically welcoming God. He, he has, lives with an open door and an open heart policy. And he says to every single one of us and to our city, come and see. It's so beautiful. Now turn over the page one page. I want you to see one more thing before we pray. John 1, 43 to 46 says this. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael, a friend, and he told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. We found him, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael says, Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And what does Philip say? Come and see. Come and see. Again, this time it's not from Jesus, but from Philip. Philip is so overwhelmed with Jesus that he goes to his friend and simply tells him of his experience. We found the Messiah. We found him, the promised and prophesied king. We found Jesus. Now, Nathaniel has questions. He has doubts. He has fears, maybe. Surely this man from Nazareth can't be the one. Surely not. But what does Philip do? He simply says, hey, come and see. Come and see for yourself. Come and see. Come and meet Jesus. Come and ask him your questions. You don't need to have all the answers. Point people to the one that does. C.S. Lewis says, defending God's like defending a lion. You don't need all the answers, just unlock the cage. Our job is to invite our world around us to lovingly say to other people in our city and on our streets, hey, are you tired? Are you weary? Are you struggling? Are you addicted? Are you broken? Are you hurting? Are you hopeless? Are you lost? I've met someone that can change everything. His name is Jesus. Would you come? And when people say, I, I, I don't get that. When people resist and doubt, how can a man who lived 2,000 years ago possibly be the answer to all my problems today? We simply shrug and say, hey, Come and see. Come and see. Come and meet Jesus for yourself. And some won't. Some won't be quite ready. Some will need a bit of healing before they're able to come. Some will need a bit more time. But many people in our city will say, okay, I'll come. I'll come and see. And as we invite, 
as we say, come and see, we're going to see lives transformed because people are going to meet Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Whole Vineyard podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to wholevineyard.co.uk forward slash connect. And stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church. Go to hallvineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.